The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 323. We are streaming live, as always, on YouTube to over 150 countries worldwide. And we are trying to stream to our Twitter or X uh, over there. So all of those three followers over there, uh, probably not get any views over there. But if you're over there on the uh, on the X over there, then uh, Hello. Um, if you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We do not know that you're out there unless you do. If you're watching this in replay or listening to this in podcast form, uh, go ahead and say something in the comments. The, the conversation does not have to stop right here. Go ahead and ask any questions and all of that. Um, and all of that. If you are listening in podcast form, please, please, please rate, share, all that good stuff. Okay. So there you go. Uh, if you want to text into the show, yes, you can text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. And check out AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I be a decent ear to listen to you and be talking through some stuff. More importantly, if you are looking for someone to get you to some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title, United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Uh, go check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's uh, bring the, the merry band of idiots uh, to say hello. Before we do that, I want to say hello to all the channel members out there. If you're a channel member, uh, Tactical Fud out there. What's up, Buck? Ozzy's out there. He says, boo. <clears throat> Bark at the moon, homie. Uh, let's see who else is out there. Wes is out there. Hey, hey, hey. Marcus, I'll get to that in just one second. Um, anyway, so yeah, those are the channel members out there. If you guys are interested in supporting the channel, we're not asking you to, but if you feel inclined to Support the channel by becoming a channel member. Somewhere in the channel, above the chat, somewhere, somehow, there's a join button. You'll see a join button. Uh, go ahead and sign up. We have different, we have different uh, little levels there that you can choose if you want to support. Uh, Marcus brings up a point, and this is going to be interesting. Uh, I said last week during the giveaway, I won a shot show hat, and I emailed you with my address, but never heard back from you. That is because 
my email server through my website. Uh, I can receive emails, but I cannot send them right now. Every time I send an email, it comes back, uh, bounces back. And we've been on, I've been in support chats and all of that with um, my hosting. And they use a third-party hosting that, that does their security for their emails. So they're doing all this stuff. Needless to say, uh, I did get your email. And I've got everyone listed. I'll be sending those out either tomorrow or Thursday um, to everybody. But I did receive all your emails for the winners. I uh, appreciate that. But I try to send everybody email back, and I cannot send emails. So uh, suffice to say, I did receive them. So, yes, you all are good to go. I appreciate you very much. Uh, let's uh, say hello to this guy to, uh, I guess, I don't know, be stage right over there is that right i don't know how it would be stage if you're looking at it stage right from if you're looking at the screen he is standing on a corner in winslow arizona such a fine sight to see he's a ginger my lord and a flatbed ford from the gunners of america we have john the ginger soulless bastard what's up man what's up ghost how's it going you had a uh, an interesting weekend yeah i ended up in the er on friday and now i'm still a little groggy from that but feeling better right? I mean, aren't you always a little groggy let's just be uh, yeah ended up blacking out and passing out and yeah it's it crazy a, man interesting uh interesting friday and way to ring in the new year but it uh at least it got on this year's taxes and hsa account so starting off the year great yeah um well i'm glad you're feeling a little bit better at least better enough to uh to jump on tonight we'll, uh, we'll have a fun talk tonight um and riding shotgun as always from the great state of texas the tactical virus i mean leprechaun himself what's up clove happy new year man happy new year how you doing well first Good. uh every second matters of uh 24 first every second matters of 2024 that is correct happy every second matters uh you got a shotgun force um have i talked about the hkfp6 before i don't recall that so let's talk about that a little bit man it's a built by fab arms pump shotgun built by fab arms for hk Back in the day, I don't know that they still make them anymore. Maybe, uh, maybe not. FP six. Let's see here. Uh, it doesn't look as if they are on their current lineup, but that doesn't mean anything. That's a pretty cool looking shotgun, actually. Yeah, mine's all camoed out. Mine's a. I don't remember, but obviously it's a longer barrel not the tactical version yeah yeah well, the one the picture i just saw is kind of like a, a, a little shorter one tactical um, yeah looks like a little um hand guard tactical little hand guard on there yeah i'm not real sure the camo pattern on the one i've got i don't uh i don't remember off the top of my head but yeah it's the field i think it's a field model maybe is what they call it right I hear you. I hear you. All right. Can you swap out barrels, Clover? Probably so like could if they 
if they made other barrels to put on it, you probably could. Yeah. yeah. Oh, could you prop out with? I'm not swapping a, for a tactical barrel. Screw the tactical stuff, man. I don't care about that. I can do everything a tactical shotgun can with that shotgun. It's all good. What do I need another barrel for? Come on, man. Come on. There you go. Dude acts like I'm a dad bot operator or something out there. Uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of shorter barrel stuff, though. No need. That's to what she that. said. And I don't. Yeah, no kidding. And I don't know that. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know that they made them in anything other than 12 gauge. Um, and then I don't. I don't know that they stood when you looked them up just a second ago. I don't think they still make them. So I'd find another barrel would be <laughs> not be kind of silly putting an 18 and a half inch barrel or whatever, or 20 inch barrel on the, uh, they, they said there was a, a 14, camo. they said there was a 14 inch barrel and a 20 inch barrel. Yeah. Well, that's bull. Cause mine's like a 24 or 26 inch. I'm just going by what this is saying. Maybe um, there's four different variants. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. uh, designed in 98. Mine's a 28. 98. Mine's a 28. 28. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we said yeah. that it only came in 12 gauge. Um, variants. Here we go. You're reading Wikipedia? What's that? Are you reading Wikipedia? Yeah. Uh, Which I know isn't necessarily, but uh, let's see here. The 20 inch tri-bore barrel. Let's see here. I had a full name. Let's go see if I can find something else. Let's go to the HK FP6 shotgun. Ended. This is something different here. Uh, 41 and a quarter overall length of a 20 inch barrel. Designed maybe I'm, you know what, you know what, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Although I don't think I am. Look up an MP6. An MP6? Mm -hmm. Let's see here. I don't MP6. have it in, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm like. Uh. Not an MP5. <laughs> right. Uh, MP6 shotgun. I think it's an FP6. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it doesn't come. Nothing's coming up. Yeah, it's got to be the FP now. So, um, let's see here. See if I can find anything else. The F Fab Arm FP6. Uh huh. Uh, 12 gauge pump shotgun, 20 inch barrel. I wonder, did you get that new? No. Uh -uh. What I'm wondering is, I'm wondering if someone put a different barrel on yours. Nah, there's everything no that I'm seeing is 20 Go inch. Ahead. I'm not seeing anything. Let's see here. It's all camo, dude. Inch. Like the whole thing is camo. So there's inch. no way somebody put a barrel on it. Barrel. Okay, I have the FP6. I have a sweet shooter 28 inch barrel with matte finish for the HD 20 inch barrel will serve you. It's called the Sporter. That's called the Sporter, is a 28 inch barrel. Okay, there you go. According to the HK forums. Ah. 
I haven't looked in the book. I hadn't bothered to crack it open or even look. And I don't know if you would find it under Fab Arms or if you'd find it under HK. Because Fab Arms, I'm sure what it is is Fab. You know, Fab Arms built it for HK. Right. Yeah. No. I'm just yeah. Uh, someone just said in a form that the, the, it's the Sporter model has, is a 28 inch. Didn't say anything about it being camoed out, but it was a 28 inch. This guy had one. It's called the Sporter variant. So yeah, mine's factory camo. I mean, yeah, and all that. I mean, it wasn't like it was dipped or it's not dip or anything like that. Right. All right. Christmas seven four O's out there. Hope you're feeling better. He's uh come down with uh, the pre-shot show crud. <laughs> At least you're getting it now instead of then. So I uh, hope we feel better. Uh, okay. All right. You guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. over in our YouTube community tab, we have the pony polls. So let's, uh, we have some fun with those polls. Let's see what we got. First one was put out yesterday, 1.7 thousand votes. What's the better movie? Let me hear you guys out in the chat as well. American Sniper or Lone Survivor? Ginger, I'm going to start with you first. That was a tough one, but I'm going to go with Chris Kyle. I'm going to go with American Sniper. Going American Sniper. I think, I, I think that movie was portrayed a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe because it wasn't Marky Mark. I, I, I get the whole idea about Marky Mark, who's like my size. Trying to be Marcus Luttrell, it's like 6'4", 280. Um, I get that it's kind of a weird thing. Um, but, yeah, no, no. Um, they said, what they say, that, that Bradley Cooper put on like 50 pounds of muscle for that role as Chris Kyle? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, both of them are great. Uh, Clover, which one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Probably sniper. American sniper. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little more. Um, it's one of the ones I think I could watch more than one time and be okay yeah. with. Even though I don't know that I have. Uh, Lone Survivor is good, but Lone Survivor is one of the things that's almost like um, I don't know. There's just more going on. American Sniper. You know what I mean? It's you, multiple deployment. You get a little bit of backstory. Yeah, yeah th- there is more of you a know. story to American Sniper because it his story happened over several years. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lone Survivor happened in about two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Mark says Marcus and Mark and Marcus are best friends. I'm not saying they're not friends. I'm just saying that Mark Wahlberg's five foot eight. And Marcus is six four. A little different, you know. Um, not that I give a damn, but I think it's funny that Marcus is in the movie, and a lot of people don't even know that. So he's in the movie in a few different scenes. But, um, but yeah, uh, I I I like them both. Uh, I hear I, I do enjoy the story of Chris Kyle and American Sniper, but I'm also one of those that I love Lone Survivor because basically. From from start to finish, it is action. It just it doesn't stop because it's a firefight and it's not going to stop. You know, all of this happens 
so quickly that um, Operation Red Wing was was nuts. Have you ever read anything about it? The movie doesn't do Operation Red Wing justice at all. If you haven't, go read some stuff on Operation Red Wing. It's, it'll blow your mind. The, the rescue mission to get Marcus, um, I've talked to people that were on that mission, and they said it was the most insane mission that's ever happened. How it came about, because where it was, and all of these different variables and all of that, it was insane. Um, but uh, hello, zooming in on you, huh? Um, but yeah, I mean, they're both great movies. Uh, 1.7 thousand votes. Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, American Sniper wins with 56% of the vote. So 56 to 44, American Sniper over Lone Survivor. Once again, I think Jacob was the one. I, thought, I think I saw Jacob up there maybe said that he's seen American Sniper. Yeah, but not the other one. You need to go watch Lone Survivor. Uh, there's a few of them. I would say if, if you haven't watched them, some of the best ones out there, at least come out in the last 10, 15 years. American Sniper, Lone Survivor, 13 Hours, um, the uh, 12 Strong, I think it was called, with Chris Hemsworth about the first SEAL team to go in to Afghanistan after 9-11. Um, uh, there's been some great ones. There's been a lot of, a lot of great ones. Um, I get a lot of people asking if, if, if I, do I like Black Hawk Down? And I, I don't watch Black Hawk Down. Um, sorry. Uh, that, just a little weird for me. So I don't, I don't, I don't uh, watch Black I've seen it once and didn't make it through and I turned it off and I'll never watch it again. Uh, I will say this, that Black Hawk Down is incredibly uh, factual and it's incredibly realistic and um, so yeah uh, let's see here 13 hours yeah 13 hours is a great one um, Jacob says watch 13 hours and the flight back from Hawaii it's 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 <laughs> if you guys want to take the next step after 13 hours um, I had Boone and Sarah on the Jarhead podcast about a year ago and they talked about the whole Benghazi thing, and it's very interesting. Very interesting. Were you going to say something, Clove or John? Mm-hmm. What's your something. What's your thought on Zero Dark Thirty? I like Zero Dark Thirty. Um, it's kind of hard. How do I put this? It's kind of hard to know. I mean, I, I think it's an entertaining movie. Um, the mission side of it, we'll never know if that was factual or not because they're never going to declassify that mission ever. You know, people talk about it in books, but they're never going to talk about it the real way. Uh, I've, I'm fortunate to know um, one of the, the team guys was on that raid, and I've talked to him offline and all of that. And needless to say, they did what they had to do for a movie, but. They're never going to declassify that mission. What I will say about uh, Zero Dark Thirty is the fascinating side of how they found Bin Laden, like just kind of like almost by chance. I mean, obviously they're they're searching the worldwide for traces of where Bin Laden was, but just happening to like see some weird guy seeing like, well, that's interesting. There's a the guy that looks out of place walking into that compound. And it, if, if that's how it happened, fantastic. 
Um, it's very interesting. I, I think it's a good movie. Um, I just, I'm, I'm skeptical on how realistic it really is. Cause I don't think they're ever going to declassify that mission ever. So I think that want. that's a way that that probably could have happened, but I don't think we're ever going to know, nor do I think we ever really want to know really how it happened. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Cliff. If you want realistic, you, you need to go look into one called Top Secret. It's yes, like Top Secret was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Very riveting yeah. storyline there. It's, uh, when amazing. did that come out? <laughs> uh, no, I'm early really, 80s. Uh, early oh, okay. 80s. It's a, no. it's a spoof no. movie. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> It was hot uh, shots before hot shots. It was shots, hot shots basically. before hot shots. That's a good okay. way of putting it. Uh, well, early 80s, probably? Showing my age. Out. One of Val Kilmer's yeah. first. Had I think it might have been his first. That Was was it that, or was it the uh, when he's a science genius, real genius? Which one, I'm not sure which one came first. Uh, Top Secret came out in 1984. Fantastic movie. Uh, Real Genius. Let me find out what the year that came out. Real 1985. So, yeah, Top Secret was before Real Genius. So, that I'm not sure it was his first, but that's the first thing I remember ever seeing Val Kilmer in. That's probably maybe his first yeah. big one, maybe, you know. Right. Um, general, general classified docs are for 75 years. Op materials will never be. That's what I'm saying. Like, and especially that op. You can never declassify it. I'm sorry. Um, but I promise you, well, I, I, I agree with what Mark says. There's some things we don't want people to know because they're right and wrong people. I, I don't. Yes. Yes and no. I think there's also things that you can't declassify because it has nothing to do with what people want to know or the wrong people might know. You're talking about operational security. And you never know if they're going to have to do a similar type of, of, of op. Uh, operational security is a, a thing. More importantly, the average person that says they want to know about all this stuff, they don't. You don't. You don't really want to know what goes into an operation, and you don't want to know what it's like uh, during that stuff. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I like Zero Dark Thirty. Um, I just, I think it's a good movie. And I think it's probably about 30% accurate, which is not bad, actually, let's be honest. Um, if you're wanting to watch a great movie, and Clover and I talk about this one all the time, if you guys haven't seen Act of Valor, you guys need to go watch Act of Valor. Just watch the gunboat scene. Uh, That's all you really watch, need to watch. Yeah, just watch the gunboat scene. and it's. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's terrible acting. It's terrible acting. But so that you guys know out there, the actors aren't actors. They're legit. They were legit, like, active duty SEAL guys. They're they were legit team guys put in a movie. So the acting's terrible. But... Their handling and, and all of that, man, it's it's oh, phenomenal. It's and start it's, to finish, actually, it's good. It's good. It is yeah. really, really good for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, our second question: one point nine thousand votes. Choose one. Which is better, cheeseburger or pizza? Uh, Clover, cheeseburger or pizza? We man, we can't cheat and say cheeseburger pizza, right? That would be wonderful, and, and uh, yeah. Um, um, 
No, cheeseburger man, without a doubt. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Now, by the way, and as much as I love Whataburger and different places like that, when I think cheeseburger, I don't think fast food cheeseburger. I'm thinking like a smash burger, right. like well, you I know, ain't thinking that a legit some type of restaurant. Yeah. 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 Probably a probably a hole in the wall place, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh the best places are typically holes in the wall uh, for any kind of food. Let's be honest. Um, there was a, the best Italian restaurant I have ever been to was in Vegas. And I've been there 20 something years ago, uh, ate there. And I think it, I can't remember. I think it was called like, I don't remember what it was called honestly, but it was in a little shopping center right behind the old Bally's casino. And it was an old literal hole in the wall Italian. And that's where all like the mobsters went in, in the sixties and fifties and all that. They had pictures of all of them there. They had pictures of Sinatra they had all the celebrities were there and it was this dark, just what you think an old school Italian restaurant in Vegas would be. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it, it's, it's been demolished because I'm sure, you know, like Paris is sitting on it now or something, you know, there's no telling maybe even the Venetian, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, snob, you got a link in your email if you want to, that's up to you. I don't really give a shit. Um, but what's up? Um, but no, like when I think burger for me, it's definitely got to it, it, it's as much as I love, like I said, some of these fast food burgers are pretty good, but it's gotta be like a smash burger, like a, a legit burger joint burger. Um, ginger, what about you? Burger or pizza? <laughs> I'm going to go burger. And yep. uh, when Kaylee, my boss, was in town a few weeks ago, they have a burger, a really good burger place at Chase Field called uh, Cheeseburgers and Cold Beer. And it faces. That's what it's called? Towards, yeah. And oh, it faces great. towards the field. So you can go in when the stadium's closed and you can yeah. see Chase Field. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got here in this small little hick hillbilly town that i live in of 6900 people um religiously ranked among the top three best burgers in the state of arkansas and it's open like monday through saturday from like 10 to 2 that's it like four hours a day and it is an unbelievable burger and uh, it's literally like four minutes from my house and i'm glad that it's not open all the time for dinner and all that because i'd probably be about 400 pounds but uh, it's a great burger. If you're ever in, in North Central Arkansas, hit me up and I'll tell you where to go. It is phenomenal. Uh, 1.9 thousand votes. 63% are correct that say cheeseburger. 63% say cheeseburger. And that is the right answer. Uh, a lot of these answers, a lot of these questions, there's not a wrong answer. This one, they're, they're not giving anything bad about pizza, but there is a wrong answer when it comes down to pizza versus cheeseburger. Well, I mean, there's no pizza in paradise, right? It's cheeseburger. This is true. This is true. This yeah. is true. And, and what's up with people putting fucking pineapple on pizza? What is wrong with you? People? I don't even know. Moving on. Let's not even yeah, discuss right? that. Not, not even acknowledge that. Yeah. I'd rather uh, talk about sewage, quite honestly. Okay. Uh, Fluffy said, there's a little building here, and however you say that, Yespelanti. It's one of the best burgers called Roy Squeeze In. And I get Roy. a big squeeze. Roy's squeeze in and he gets a big squeeze with cheese. I bet you do, Fluffy. Mm -hmm. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, 
The only reason I can't think of that cheeseburger win over pizza is some clowns, but let's see. There you go. G23, you're wrong in so many ways. Brew Burger is a place to go in your, his area. I think Jacob's would be like Indiana, maybe. So, Brew Burger. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our final one, 2.5 thousand votes, which is better. What's the best millimeter, 9 millimeter or 10 millimeter? Clover, we'll start with you on this one. Well, 10 millimeter, of course. Yeah, you said the best. I I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I love the nine. Everyone knows I, I love the nine millimeter, but I don't. Th I'm not naive to think it's the best millimeter. I love it because it's very commonly found. It's pretty cheap. Um, you can do all sorts of things with the nine millimeter. It's it's a great thing. But I would never say it's the best millimeter, Ginger. For you, 10, 10 millimeter is the best millimeter. I, I would, I it's would, just uh, the combination of power and mag capacity. Yep. And the um, fact that it triggers people when you say that. Yes. Oh, it yeah. Does. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, 10 millimeter, I tell you what, 10 millimeter for me is almost the perfect handgun round right i mean it's 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 almost like the perfect one you can use it for def self-defense you can hunt with it if you choose to uh you can go to battle with it it's gonna i mean you can do pretty much not that you can't do the nine millimeter but if you're gonna go with a nine you might as well go with a 10 um psych says here's this question everyone says 10 10 millimeters of shit Whatever happened to the good old fashioned forty four mag? It's still out there, but here's the thing: you can shoot, you can go through a, a fifty round box of ten millimeter and be fine. You go through a twenty round box of forty four mag and through a revolver, you're not going to be fine. I mean, that's that's going to wear on your ass a little bit. You now, forty one magnum, if you're talking ten millimeter, forty one magnum would be closer to a ten millimeter. And 41 Magnum, yeah, 41 Magnum's pretty banging. Uh, you don't see that a lot anymore, but man. Well, let's be honest. Uh, I know that everyone compares like the 357 Magnum to the 9mm, but it's really not. And the 357, I, I think the 9mm is kind of in between the 38 and the 357. Uh, 357 yeah. is, I think, is, is, is probably in between the 9 and the 10, would you say? It's it's pretty close. They're they're pretty close between it and the ten. I think. Yeah. We we're talking a full power ten. Yeah, I think they're pretty close. Yeah. But yeah. the you know the thing about forty four, the reason you know revolver cartridges, you know rimmed cartridges, a lot of times don't come up, is just revolvers and and yeah, the sure. vast majority of people are thinking semi auto. So. Yep. I know there are revolvers that will shoot nine. I, I don't know this because I'm not a revolver guy, but either one of you know, I'm, I'm sure there is some. Absolutely, that shoot ten. Yeah, yeah there absolutely is there? are. Okay. And yeah. what's and what's cool, and it's the only use for forty Smith and Wesson. The only use for forty Smith and Wesson is I don't, even know, a 10 I, don't, I don't know where you're going, but I don't believe that there's a use for it. So, yeah, is uh, if you own a ten millimeter revolver, you know. Uh, you can find since 40 sucks, you can usually find good deals on 40 and use it for blinking or whatever. Yeah. The only good thing about 40 is you can convert. You can convert a 40 to something else. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Kimber makes a nine millimeter. Uh, there's several that make nine millimeter revolvers. I just I I don't know of any that that made ten. Obviously, there are. I just don't pay enough attention to the revolver world. To, I know several. Know I know several folks that shoot nine millimeter, you know, revolver for a competition. And I think Mitchell mm -hmm. does, as a matter of fact. I think, I think maybe he shoots nine. I don't know. That really? Does he really? Yeah, I, I think so. I, he didn't used to, but yeah. Um, as time has went on and and nine millimeters cheaper and everything else, I you know I don't know. I say that with some hesitance because I'm not positive about it. But yeah. well, the biggest issue with nine mil revolvers and Clover can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's if you and don't have if you, yeah, if you don't have the right crimp on the projectile, the projectiles will walk out while you're shooting it, mm -hmm. yeah. and they'll just dump loose powder all in the cylinder. Yep. Need that roll crimp, baby. Um, yeah, I mean everyone's coming out with, and I, 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 I understand. I know there are a lot of companies that make the nine millimeter revolvers. I, I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I'm sure there was, but I wasn't sure of anything in particular that was ten millimeter. Smith um, does and Ruger does that I know of. Do they really? Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There you go. Uh, two point what? 2.5 thousand votes. 77% say the 9 millimeter is better. Mm, bunch of pores. 77% say 9 millimeter is better. Bunch of pores. Golly. I'm not, I'm not going to question the sanity of my audience, but uh, I at least expected to be closer. Like You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if 9 or 10 won that. I wouldn't have expected anything to win with 77% of the vote. Maybe like 55 or 60% at the most. But that's pretty strong from the audience saying that 77% say that 9 stronger. So there you go. Um, uh, Chris out there says 9mm revolvers are definitely the most popular in the revolver division in USPSA. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right, let me get off of this. Hope everybody had a good new year, by the way. Uh, I was a little depressed last night. My Longhorns did not win. Um, so it'll be Michigan versus Washington. I'll say this. There is no excuses. Washington was the better football team, and that quarterback that they have is the shit. Like, that dude, how that guy didn't win the Heisman, I will never know. No offense to Jaden Daniels at LSU, but how that dude didn't win the Heisman, I'll never know. So, Well, I was sitting there last night going, well, either the Pac-12 is going to have a, a national championship or the Big Ten is going to have two, one of the national championships because everybody's moving around. Yeah, I mean, so, like, there is basically, interestingly enough, uh, if you would have had the same four next year, there's been two from the Big Ten and two from the SEC. I'm an SEC country. Texas is obviously moving to the SEC. Uh, Alabama's in the SEC. Michigan's already in the Big Ten, and Washington is moving to the Big Ten. So I don't know what that says for the rest of the, the football world, but good luck. <laughs> uh, Yeah, Sykes says, ain't it sacrilege to root for Texas while you're in Arkansas? Yeah, but that's what it is. Like, sorry. 
I wore my Longhorn sweatshirt. I was walking into the grocery store yesterday to get some uh, Velveeta for some cheese dip we were going to make and stuff. And and this lady just kind of stared at me. I was walking out of the grocery store, and she was coming, and she just stared at me. She goes, you got some balls to wear that around here. And I'm like, have a nice day, man. You know, I just kept on walking. But it's like, okay. But, yeah, no, it is what it is. Um, you know, the funny thing about that, as I'm an Arkansas fan, I've been here 20. I've actually, ironically, I've lived in Arkansas longer than I lived in Texas in my life. So go figure. Um, but I'm still a Texan. Um, but it's funny because like Arkansas, like claims that Texas is their biggest rival ever. And Texas doesn't even acknowledge Arkansas as a rival. It's kind of funny. Like, like our rivals are OU and AM. And even there for a while it was Nebraska, you know. Um, but Arkansas was uh was definitely from the Arkansas side was a big rival. And it, it was a rival for Texas back in the sixties. Um, because they were always they were one and two in the country for a lot of years in the sixties, but that's been a long time, guys. Long time. Uh let's see here. Foxtrot says I can't vote on that I never shot a 10 millimeter. Holy shit. You need to go experience life a little bit, brother. You really need to go and experience a 10 millimeter. If you've never shot 10 millimeter, man, you got to experience that. That's, that's, that's a great. Man. It's about like a 22 long rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, Gary. I'm very aware that they're Southwest. Happy 2024. Happy every second matters, G. G. You got a link if you want to step in. You're more than welcome to. Um, had fun watching G's shot show thing this morning. Went on for a few hours. I was in and out for a lot of it, but um, it's good to it's good to start talking shot show, which we are going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for. Uh, Voting out there for everyone that voted on the pony polls. Go check out our good friends over AndersonManufacturing.com. Let's see here. Shot Show. My favorite favorite week of the year. Um, Looking forward to it. Um, Before we jump into... A lot of it. Um, I'm going to go through this. Ginger, you're going, obviously, is GOA. You're also going as your channel. You've been to shot in, in different shows as industry. Um, what do you, you know, the industry versus, well, not necessarily shot, but shows in general. Uh, industry, GOA, or content creator? Like, what would you choose to go as if you could choose one? Oh, that's hard. Um, I like the industry side if I'm not working in a booth, uh, walking that's, around and making, that's fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> making fair. partnerships. So I guess I would say, because it's hard because I went as a booth a person working in a booth for my first SHOT Show. My second yeah. SHOT Show, I was just walking around trying to do partnership deals and talk about things. And I would say that was more on the content creator side. I think I had more fun walking the show and talking to people than I did sitting at the booth and dealing with the, the backpack salesmen and the bullshitters and the yeah. things. So I'm going to say for me, it's weird because I'm in a weird mix of kind of content slash partnership slash work in a booth this year and I'm yeah. avoiding the booth at all costs. So 
See how uh, that works out for you. Yeah, it should work out well. I've got 25 meetings already set up, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be fast. Yeah. But yep. no, no sir. I, I think um, I think as a con- doing it as a content creator looks more fun from my perspective. I don't know what your guys' experience is, but from my perspective, it looks like it's more fun. You're, yeah. It's more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Mark, I'm going to come back. I've got your question started. I think it's a phenomenal question. Um, so we're going to come back to that here in a second. Um, Clove, mm-hmm. it's going to be our sixth, seventh shot show, something like that. Um, before we go into like prepping and all of that, uh, real quick, like, what's your favorite part? Like, what do you look forward to most about shot? It's it's almost like an unspeakable thing. It's hard to describe, right? Right. No, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm I'm gonna gonna say, I I agree. It's, but, it's, yeah. You know, and this is the this yeah. is the reason that we tell people they have to get the shot show. Like, quit making excuses. Do what you got to do if you're content creator and get there. Um, the the only word I can really use to describe it is the energy. Shot yeah. show week is one of those weeks where and and. You know, it's getting that that time where, you know, I see people out and about and they're like, oh, man, you know, SHOT Show's coming up or, you know, you're headed to Vegas, you know, next month or, you know, whatever. You know, and you kind of have that little conversation. And yeah. it's it's one of those weeks, the best week of the year, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's one of those weeks that is for us, it is 24-hour straight driving there. It's, you know, it's basically a three-day trip back. It's five, six days in Vegas. It is long days, short nights, um, very little food, good food, but very little when you think about it. Uh, a lot of walking. Yeah. Um, so it's one of them things to where it, it just a normal, any normal time of the year that you were to try to pull that off, like. Mm-hmm. Just the excitement and the energy of shot shows what gets you through that week, and it's right. like again hard to explain unless you've been there. But yep. it's one of them things like it would it would kill a normal person, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it almost like it, you you have to have that you have to feed off of the show, you know, and off of yep. the excitement and the energy and stuff that's there, um, and especially downstairs, especially in the in the dungeon. But, you know, and where does that energy come from? Well, it comes from that. It comes from getting to see the industry people that you don't get to see, but just a few yeah. times a year and have those conversations. It's, you know, all the cool experiences you had, which is it, most of them are small. And in the grand scheme of things, for most people out there listening are absolutely insignificant. But for us, they're not. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know. That's yeah. energy for me. I, I love the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I always start out in the dungeon um, because when Tuesday morning, eight o'clock hits when shot show actually opens, I'm heading to the dungeon. And the only reason why is within half an hour of being in the dungeon, I can figure out is this going to be a good shot show or a bad shot show. Um, Cause the vibe down the dungeon for me, I'm not saying for anybody else, but for me, um, I can tell pretty quickly. Um, in the last couple of years, have been freaking amazing. Uh, let's just be honest. But for me, honestly, and it sounds weird 
uh, to say this, but if you know, you know, and you two know this, and G knows this, and Gary, and people out there that go to SHOT Show regularly, the grind, it's a hard week. I mean, it is. It's hard on your body. Yeah. It's hard uh, physically. It's hard mentally. It's hard uh, with your health because you're not getting much. So you're getting maybe three hours, four hours sleep a day, and you're walking literally 10 to 13 miles a day. Uh, you've got weather changes. If you guys have never been to the desert, the desert can have 40 or 50 degree swings in one day. Uh, you're outside walking. You're inside walking. You're you're worrying about Ubers. You're worrying about all the different events. It's a it's it's a hard week on your body, uh, and and we've all seen people literally can't physically and mentally can't handle it. And it's just it is what it is. You have to kind of get used to it. Uh, Clover, we've literally literally seen people in the fetal position uh we've literally seen people at night stay in the home. house or condo that stay home because they just can't handle it anymore yeah. um that said i love the grind i love that i love that if you just put your head down and you work and you and you bust your ass and work good things yeah. will happen i truly do believe that i enjoy the grind of shot show like i said it's my favorite week of the year it's by far one of the hardest weeks that I have, whether through YouTube or my normal life, it's the top two or three hardest weeks of the year for me. Um, but I absolutely love it. I love that grind. So, um, Chris, Chris yeah. from the 740 out there, he said he was listening at least earlier. Yeah, he was. Uh, I yeah. think he's under the weather, so I hope he gets he feeling better. But, but um, you know, I think he would probably vouch for this, that shot is one of those things it's what keeps me going, even though it is a grind and it is a challenge, uh, is that I have learned that you get out of SHOT Show what you put into SHOT Show. I would agree right? with that. If you, sure. if you go just to hang out, right, you're not going to get anything out of it. But if you go and you work, now, mm -hmm. there's fun to be had while you're working and there's fun to be had in between working and there's I'm fun to be had. I'm not saying it's not fun. It's fun right? as shit. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's a difference between I'm having fun in between all of the work and I go to have fun. And there are people that yeah. just simply just go to have fun, yep. you know, and you're not going to get anything out of it. And maybe those people aren't looking to get anything out of it, which is fine. Yeah. But for me, I want to return. And yeah. so it's what I said. It'd be interesting that if, uh, if Chris is able to chime in, I'd like to know his thoughts out there. But, um, uh, you know, what you put in, if you go and you put in, you know, 180%, you're going to get out 180%. Yeah. If you go and put 20%. It's that type. Yep. It's that type of an environment. Yep. Uh, before we move on, a couple questions I want to bring up. Uh, first one is from Mark. And, uh, whoops, didn't mean to do that. Back here. I unstarted it without, here we go. Uh, ghosts have a question for you three home defense. Assuming your wife and kids are trained, you're dead and they have to pick it up rifle, then pistol. What is it? Um, so honestly, they are trained. Okay. So that's the, the that's the preface of this whole thing. They are trained. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go AR uh ar or shotgun um i i like pistol um because it, it can do a lot of things but if if you're trained and you can handle especially if it's like a a, a, a nine millimeter 
pistol AR, you know, a, a shorty, you can, or you can sling it uh, that you can have, you know, your other hand to be able to, to do stuff with. Um, I think the AR, I don't give a shit what caliber. I think the AR platform for home defense is probably the best. That's just me. Um, I don't take into serious consideration like over penetration of walls and all that for where I live. I don't have neighbors. I ain't worried about that. I'm worried about ending a thread inside my house. I'll take the risk of whatever. I think the AR platform for me would be the best thing for my wife or daughter. It's pretty simple. You got a red dot. Uh, you flip that safety selector and you put that dot. You're going to be all right. Shotgun is another great one for me. Uh, not for me personally, but I mean for me for me to choose because um, you don't have to be pinpoint accurate at 21 feet. You put a shotgun uh, with some birdshot or anything, whatever. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do some damage and all that. Chances are, um, especially like maybe a 20 gauge, uh, maybe even a 410, 28 gauge, 20, 28 gauge, or 410. You can still you can still do what you need to do with those, and I think that they're going to be pretty easy to handle for the the, the ladies. AR platforms, for the most part, will be pretty easy for them to handle. Um, pistol, I, I worry about pistol not just for ladies, but for anyone. I, I I would probably have a pistol as a sidearm for me, but I'm going with a, an AR. Uh, the only reason why I, I'm not the greatest fan of pistols as much as I used to be, I used to be all about it. Uh, but the more and more I think about it, the more and more I train with other weapon systems, um, the stability or lack thereof of, of the pistol, because chances are you might be having to use that other hand and you're having maybe one hand shoot. Uh, that pistol may or may not be the most stable with an AR. Even if you're going one hand, you can get that stock up against the shoulder and you can stabilize your shot if you need to or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons. Uh, I'm not saying that pistol's bad because I still love a pistol for home defense. But for me, my, my top two choices would be AR platform and a shotgun. Uh, let's run through. Uh, Ginger, for you, <coughs> what are your top couple platforms for home defense for the ladies? Well, let me, let, I'm going to answer this and then I'll, I'll transition over. My thing is, he said it, if they're trained. So I'm going to say I'm going to mm -hmm. play devil's advocate what they're most proficient Absolutely. with. If, if okay. the weapon they're most comfortable with and most proficient with. Now, that being said, like you said, I like a PCC, I like an AR. Um, you know, those are great. I, I, I've i got the little Strybog. I love that. The wife mm -hmm. loves that. Um, so those are really my top two choices. But to play devil's advocate, if they are trained, yeah. whatever they're most proficient with, whatever they're most comfortable with, that's... Well, that's a pretty chicken shit way to yeah to, it is I, I'm just joking I'm just joking no, no you're, you're right I mean you know obviously if they're trained you didn't say what they're trained in are they trained in CQB with an AR are they trained in you know just self-defense 101 you know concealed carry 101 pistol like what are they trained as if they're all around trained and they're Billy badass I don't guess it really matters does it at that point no it doesn't like you said whatever they're best with you know whatever they're most comfortable with um clove what about you home defense for the for the shotgun. ladies and kiddos shotgun 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 and let me say it again shotgun yeah you know i i understand the 21 feet but i've got one of the biggest living rooms and it was an, basically an add-on we turned a garage in the living room but yeah um 
that I've ever seen, and it's like 22 by 22 or something. Um, so I got to I got to be thinking all these folks that are saying AR, and I get the handgun, but with the AR, like you know, what kind of the furthest distance? What's the furthest clean line of sight shot that you're going to get in your house? And then is that even a realistic thing if you know when you're talking choke points and other things? So mm-hmm. you know when when I think about you know the typical house and everything it's like man it's going to be up close and personal you're going to be 10 12 15 maybe feet at the, at the very most the 20 the 21 feet is what the fbi just uses for their yeah. stats but it's that's an like, open area it's probably, it's probably eight to ten feet is honestly what self-defense yeah. shooting the 21 is an open area rule though that's True. like in a parking lot True. or some type of an open building that's not a yeah so yeah when you're talking about inside and you know why if you talk about multiple uh potential multiple threats and things like that um and, and the question was framed correctly there was a lot of specifics in that question yeah. which was nice yeah. i mean train can you get off three shots in a couple of seconds with three different perps i mean maybe right um but could two do it with a with a scatter gun i don't know you know um and let's be honest, you drop one and probably the others are going to take off are, anyway. If there's more than one, they're bugging out, I promise. <laughs> you know, Chances are, likely. unless they're just really tweaking. You know, the odds of it being a, of it being a well, first of all, or the, the odds of all of them being armed, that's number one. And then number two, the odds of, um, um, where was I going to go with that? The odds of mm-hmm. them being armed. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to go something else. But the odds of, oh, the odds of there being multiple attackers anyway and then the odds of if they're all armed or they're willing to engage in a firefight you know mm-hmm. um you know i don't know it's that's the name of the game right it's that it's the whole risk assessment thing and you got to figure it out uh, if you live in a place where you are worried about multiple armed assailants that are ready for a gunfight it might be time to move just saying yep go ahead john so Mark brought up a follow-up question. Uh, he said, are they proficient with the 22 reverse devil mm-hmm. kit? No offense. So I already told him no offense. That's, on that's, that's a great, it's a, it's great, a great, great question. Um, we all argue about stopping power and 22 long rifle, good for self-protection and things like that. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Will I say it's my first choice. No, but if they can put 10 well-aimed shots within a well, in, in a good area in the zone to stop them will it stop them maybe maybe not but it's better than giving them an ar and they fire one round and then the other two yeah. are all over the place so i want to i want to take that point real quick and and, and i want to bring up a point that uh it's about stopping power and let's be honest The movie term. not every not every intruder is going to be six foot eight 320 pounds right if you've got someone that's at six foot eight 320 pounds and they're tweaking on something 22 lr probably going to do a whole hell of a lot but i i want to bring this point up because this is something that gets brought up a lot and i and i almost cringe when i hear it stopping power does not necessarily mean killing someone and ending a threat does not mean killing someone. Ending the threat means ending the threat. 
And if you, I promise you, if the average person that's breaking into your house, if you put five to 10 22 LRs in their body, you're going to end the threat. Why? Because they're probably going to fucking run away. They're going to leave. And that's ending the threat. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be shooting to, to end that threat, but ending the threat doesn't necessarily mean ending a life. It means ending the threat. If they leave, that threat is ended. So, and I've got a video on the 22LR for home defense. I, I think it's 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 a it is a, a caliber that should not be forgot when it comes to home defense. Is it the optimal? No. Let's be honest. But absolutely, if someone is, that's what they have, and they're comfortable shooting that, yeah, you can end a threat with the 22 LR. Go ahead. What's funny is is people will, and I've heard people make this claim, they they make the stopping power, quote-unquote, claim, yeah, and then they talk about, I run a 5.56, five, and I'm thinking... Yep. So you're running a very, very small, lightweight projectile. A 22 caliber that delivers next to that delivers next to no energy compared to many, many other things. And you think just because it's coming out of a rifled barrel or whatever, or a longer barrel Mm -hmm. at a high velocity, that somehow it's dumping enough energy to even get close to what could be considered a stopping power. Now, 44 Magnum was brought up earlier. That's stopping. That's stopping power. 10 millimeter (laughs) stopping power. Yeah. You know, but five five six um, is not stopping power. No, five five six is stopping power. It just depends on what you consider stopping power. Well, like you know, what I'm saying like stop the threat again. Stop the threat. Power, stop the threat. It's not yeah. But it's not yeah, and and, and and that's what I'm saying is is that's that's where I think sort a lot of likely, people anyway. Yeah, likely sure. Uh, that's that's where I think a lot of people get either confused or they get going down the road and they don't realize. That the ending the threat should be your goal. Mm-hmm. Ending a life shouldn't. Yeah. Now that might be part of ending that threat. Let's just be honest. Well, putting rounds in goal. the threat. Your, your goal is to end the threat. However, you have to end that threat, right? Put rounds into the threat with the intent of stopping the threat. Of stopping them, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Whatever That's happens, it. happens. I but put the rounds in them. The intent is to stop the threat. I'm you know, shooting until they stop. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly. That yeah. is correct. Uh, shot placement is important. Caliber is important, but you can stop threat. I promise you, if I pump 25, if I get one of those, what are, what are the, the the 25 round 22 LR Ruger mags? Yeah, what are those called? Oh, dude. The, what are called? the BX 25. The BX, I guarantee if I if I get my MP5 that's a 22 LR and put 25 rounds and I unload all 25 rounds into somebody, I promise you 99.9% of the time that threat's ended. Dude, can you imagine having that 240 Bravo pull out of a BB gun? <laughs> what? It, what yep. 1,200 per oh, minute or something like that? Oh, my God. Yeah. You talk about yeah. Give somebody that a ends a threat. It's a BB gun, but I promise you that ends the threat. <laughs> that one would end the threat. Or any, probably any of the full auto ones. Guarantee it. Well, the other thing that we haven't brought up, we brought up shot placement, but it's also about your training. So if you are not, if the threat is still coming to, to, towards you, if you've put like four in the chest and you're not Mozambiquing and going straight for the legs or the, the, the groin area, the other stop, and then going up, you know, that's another thing we just saw what was it a month ago two months ago the cop the guy coming at him he put 
15 in the chest and he still, yeah. still came at him, you yeah. got a Mozambique. You got to figure out how to stop that threat. Yeah, there's 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 going to be situations where what you have isn't strong enough for that threat. The, uh, so the you know, pelvis in the hip area will stop a threat. I mean, if you're talking about somebody coming at you, pelvis, uh, hip, and and knee and face. Obviously, if you go head, obviously, but that's a much harder, especially under duress and stress and everything else. Dropping a little bit and getting that wide, you know, pelvis, you know. Yep, that lower region. Yep, and if you're yeah. if you're that good, and knee will end the threat because they ain't gonna be able to walk. So well, that's still a smaller target though. Too, it's, it's, it's smaller than the head is. I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah um, real quick, there was something I wanted to bring up. Uh, so Jacob says, then what aiming point is a threat ended? So are you saying when the threat ended? To me, the threat ends when one of two things happen. Either the threat leaves or the threat no longer is moving. It's no longer a threat to me. Mm-hmm. So um, you can say whatever you want to, but if that threat leaves, he's no longer a threat unless he comes back or no she chasing. comes back or whatever. I'm not no, chasing. No, nope. no chasing out of the threat's house. Over. No, the threat's no. over. No chasing um, through the house even for that matter. No, no. Um, the threat's over. Or if they're not coming at me or they, they stopped. They're not moving threats yeah. over. Yeah. Um, that's just to me. And I'm not speaking as an yeah. attorney or anything like that. I'm just saying that's how I gauge. Um, the threat assessment, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, great question. Great question. Great conversation as always. Um, I could talk home defense and all that kind of stuff forever. I, I, that's kind of my thing. I love, I love the tactics of of home defense. So, and, um, and Mark, yeah. we're I don't think we're smashing you. If I'm reading, maybe I'm misreading his comment, but no, we're um, not smashing no. you. I, it's a good, oh, it's no. a great comment. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I actually said twenty two LR, man. Like, hey, it, it could be a, it could be a game changer. Um. He's saying, don't know who influence how many. You're surprised you don't know who influence how many. They have to go until, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know. No, we're not smashing you at all, bro. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, no, no, no. No, not at all. Um, people don't walk well with shattered hips or knees. This is true, Rob. Um. Oh, he's saying you're not smashing, but the door is open. He can take it. No, I get it. But there's nothing to smash because here's the thing. Ultimately, it comes down to this. There is no right answer for what caliber. There is no right answer for which platform. There is no answer, right answer to any of this. It's what you have, whether it's paintball, BB gun, 22LR, all the way up. If you've got you know a 308, I think it's overkill. But if that's what you've got that you can get, there is no right answer. It's what you have at your disposal that's going to end the threat of harm to you, your family, and your property. Ultimately, that's it. But here's the thing. Understand this. No matter what you use, how it goes down, understand a couple things. One, you're going to be detained. Maybe not cuffed. Maybe not arrested. You're going to be asked questions by law enforcement. It's going to be a long night for you. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a long, maybe month or two for you. 
Don't know. It just depends on where you live and, and the circumstances. But what I will say is this. If you keep in the back of your mind that your sole purpose is to protect you, your family, and your property, then chances are, if you do it the right way, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Don't go Rambo. Don't, like, like Clover says, don't go chasing them around the house. Sure as hell, don't go chasing them down the street. Because at that point, you're the problem, okay? But whatever you have in your house that is going to protect you, your family, or your property, and someone's invading on you, your family, or your property, depending on where you are, most of the places in this country, you can defend yourself legally. Just keep in the back of the mind, defend you, your family, and property. And when that threat is over, it's over. Because I don't want people getting in trouble for going crazy and doing stupid things, right? Um, but there is no answer on what caliber. There is no right answer on, on on platform. There is no right answer. It's what you have that's going to defend your family is what you use. And that's it. Um, let's see here. Um, it's close to the right answer I can think of, and you're right, there isn't. Something like a 223556, a 12 gauge, a semi, and a capacity is best there. Uh, let me ask you this real quick, Clover, because he brings up a point. Uh, you brought up shotgun. In the, in, the, in the best of all scenarios, are you going pump? Are you going semi-auto? What, 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 if you had pump. to choose a shotgun, are you going pump? Okay. Pump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Have, yep. matter of fact. Huh? I said, and, and have, that has been the go-to. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, go with the uh, the Pony Express. That's Pony, hashtag <laughs> Pony Express. There you go. Um, lever actions ever come into play in your minds? Yeah, nah. property property management type stuff, maybe, but like, but not inside the house. Yeah, okay. Nah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, bolt action is kind of a little overkill. Um, but once well, again, if the 308 what you have, then yeah. by God, that's what you have. You know. Now, somebody out there, I don't remember who it was, was talking about having a, a heritage. And using the 22 mag cylinder and we get back into this whole stop and power debate debacle thing where people think that they oh i'll put the 22 magnum in there because oh it's more powerful and it's when you're talking about um a self-defense situation i would argue a 22 long rifle is better okay so interesting uh, the negligible amount that you're going to get as far as energy. And again, that's when people, when most people think stopping power, they think turning a backflip from a movie type. That's what they're thinking. Or talking about, or if you're talking about (laughs) dropping a deer where it stands, right? That's stopping power. Um, And that is energy displacement is what that is. And so with a negligible amount of energy, um, and especially with some of the, um, Especially with some of the 22 stuff that's out there nowadays, yeah. 22 long rifle, so a little bit cheaper. Um, and 22 long rifle tends to there's not as much of a variety of 22 Magnum, and you still we, and we didn't address this with 22 long rifle. And since we're talking about 22 Magnum, I mean it applies. Uh, we're talking about rimfire, and yeah. so. Oh, I agree with you a hundred percent and I'm not going to, if that's all you've got is 22 or whatever, I get it. 
Um, now you're talking about reliability of such ammo. Really got to think long and hard about a rimfire. Yeah. Long and hard. Yeah. Now that said, the the federal punch is legit. And it, let me tell you why it's legit. It's legit because it's primed by Ely. Um, it's it, they use Ely primers, which is match grade primers. And if you're in a yeah. match in the Olympics, you don't want your rifle or your handgun to go click, right? So a um, little bit more reliable, uh, but so that takes the reliability issue of the ammunition out of play. But then you're talking about rimfire in the sense of reliability issues with the actual firearm. And there are inherent issues with that as well. So just keep that in mind while mm -hmm. I totally agree. Use what you got, right? Um, yeah. Just keep that in mind when it comes to, to rimfire stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's up, G? How you doing, bud? Good talking to you. Good. I didn't know I was going to get a link. I, the first time I got a link in like a year. Well, because you never showed up, so I just figured you were never interested in coming on, so I quit sending you links because you never showed up, but I figured maybe talking shot and home defense might bring you in. Um, real quick, I want to bring this up. 223DMR says, I haven't seen anybody bring up the fact that larger calibers will penetrate walls. You have to remember you have loved ones on the other side of the wall. So, very true. Um, if it's here, it's me and my wife, so I don't have to worry about kids and all of that. What I will tell you is this also, and, and, and be willing if you want to share out there in the comments, guys, out there in the chat. How often do you practice clearing your house? How often do you practice uh, a plan? Um, do you have a plan for home defensive? If you hear someone break a window or, open, or break open a door, um, do you have a plan? And if so, do, do you ever practice that plan? Uh, do you have a plan to get from your bedroom to your kid's bedroom to get them to safe or make sure that they're, they're in undercover or whatever, they, they're okay? Do you have a plan for them or do you need to get to their room to get them back to the bedroom to protect them or whatever? Do you practice that? When's the last time you cleared your house? So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I, I suspect that no one is, is dumb enough to just have a gun in the house saying if someone comes in i'll take care of them without ever practicing or at least having a plan um yeah i mean you know uh how often do you clear your house and you can do it with the, uh, your hand you don't even have to use a gun to practice clearing your house you know um get a broomstick and, and and clear your house go room to room you know slice the pie all that stuff figure out what your moves are um what kind of lights you keep on during the night uh do you have any deterrence before they get to your house in your yard or whatever do you have any deterrence once they're inside your house what all do you have going uh do you stage firearms throughout the house just in case you know hey i've got them here here and here or extra magazines throughout the house in case i have to go here here and here you know all that stuff there's a plan and if you don't have a self-defense plan then you need it before you even think about what caliber or what platform that you're going to use in that situation. You better come up with a plan first. That's just my recommendation. Um, so the question originally was for his wife and kids, right? Yeah. So I'd say whatever you got already, go to the range and figure out. They said they're trained, so whatever they trained with, I'm assuming, but yeah. maybe take whatever else you got that's you know in the range. 
or yeah. I should say in the realm of something that would be useful for that and go to the range and do some stuff and then find out what's comfortable. But um, I 100% agree. Yeah, you don't have to go and buy um, firearms for home defense. Like she says, whatever you have, be proficient in what you have. If you have one gun in the household, then every party in that house needs to probably be proficient with that gun. Uh, and oh, by the way, they probably need to be proficient with shooting, you know, with their weak hand. Just saying, what if you get injured and your strong hand is injured, your arm's injured, whatever. You know, there's all sorts of things, but be proficient in whatever you have. Uh, kind of went down the weeds. Go ahead. Is this theoretical? I mean, how often do people take their kids and teach them how to use a fire extinguisher or talk about what's the plan for fire evacuation? If you know, I'll sketch a fire by books out of every I window. Do. I think they should, you know, at least you know, periodically throughout the year or whatever. I mean, or if mommy and daddy have to run to the hospital with somebody, what do you do with left of the house? You know, so there's all kinds of emergency plans, and people tend to yeah. go to the gun one because it's cool or something. But in reality, how often are people having people busting into people's houses you know i mean if not you where i house, live but uh, if, if you live in if you live some other places i guarantee okay you that, that there's kind of places place. that are a lot more common than it is where i live but sure, um, but then you put the deterrence up so that it's less of a factor but that's right i think that it's still very rare that we have to worry about people home. i hope so i hope it's not i i hope it's i hope it's not a, a, a usual occurrence where you live um Doing but, yeah, stuff like putting in real bolts, you know, real screws in the door so that somebody can't kick sure. it in. You know, putting a piece of stick near the door so that you just put that stick there and it's like literally it's impossible to push the door in now. There's all kinds of, yeah. you know, things that you can do to make it so it's not possible for somebody to just gain access yeah. to your house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to do a little cleanse the palate right here. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, um, one of the most influential and important people in the history of firearms, and I'm not joking about this, people might laugh and all of that, uh, Gaston Glock passed away last week. And you might not be a Glock fan and all that, but if, if you are at least being halfway serious about the discussion of um, most influential, I'm not saying Rushmore, but I think he's in consideration. I think... He's in the discussion of the Mount Rushmore firearms, right? Uh, he's in the discussion. Not saying he belongs on there. He's in the discussion. You're saying top five, uh, top four, top four. And like I said, I don't know if he's top four. I think you. I think you have Samuel Colt and you have John Moses Browning. And there's probably five or six other people that are in the discussion for the last two spots. That's my opinion. But regardless of what Colt's you think about discussion, because Colt only did like one or two things compared to like Ruger, who did a crap load of things. You know, Colt did them first, and he did them bigger. But anyway, I, I think... No, 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 I, I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is, is whatever you think about Glock, and if you're being halfway serious, Gaston Glock is in the conversation of the most important people in firearms history. Um, and he passed away. Uh, and we've been talking, people, not just we, but everyone talks in this community about what's going to happen to Glock when the old man goes. Um, we've, we've joked about 1911s, revolvers, ARs, and all that. Calaveras... Do you think Glock will try to make an AR or PCC? So they've already made an AR. Uh, their designs, they're, they're using it over in Europe for military stuff. The design was leaked, what, a year or two ago? Last year, I think, last year. We saw the design of the AR. We know the AR is a design. It's, it's already come to fruition in some places and, and all of that. Um, I truly believe that over the next, 
I don't know, 24 months at least. I think you'll see an AR. I think you'll see a PCC. I mean, look, the PCCs that are out there, 90% of them use Glock mags. You might as well come out with a Glock PCC. Um, I don't know. People talking about revolvers and 1911s. If there's going to be a 1911 come out, I think it'll be a 2011, a double stack design. Um, I don't see a revolver. That's just me. Um, but I want to bring in this. Let's go around the room real quick. G, what do you think? Um, in all seriousness, do you see a, a change in direction in, as far as designs for Glock in the next, let's say, year or two? It's like saying when McDonald's clown dies, they're going to start making pizza. Like they have machines to make Glocks, they're going to make Glocks. Why would they start making yeah. lever actions or something? Yeah, that's that's a fair. In fact, fair the whole point. thing, the whole reason he's what he is, is because he's set up shop to make that gun. So yeah, well, and that's the whole thing people don't understand. Glock perfection. They're not saying that their guns are perfect. They're saying that the process that Glock has come up with their guns, they've perfected it. And, and they have. You can say what you want to about Glocks. You may or may not like them, but they are what they are. Uh, Clover, uh, what do you think coming down the line for Glock? So, so first of all, everybody needs to get and read Glock, Rise of America's Gun, and especially now. Uh, it gives so much insight into, into everything. It's an amazing read, for sure. Um, I, you know, I tend to agree with, with G a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, obviously the AR is already is already a thing, yep. and so it's already out there. Do so. the do the the powers that be that's running things or ends up running things? Do they figure out a way to make them here, get those into the country or whatever? I know we've seen the twenty fives come in now, right? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, yep. um, which is interesting that that's happened because um, you know I never thought we would have seen that. Um, so some things have happened that I didn't think would happen. So to totally could be off base or wrong. I think that G's right in the sense of they have such a, I don't know how to word this, because I'm making it, making it sound like you could do it in your garage and it's just a nothing thing. But their, their manufacturing process is so dialed in and tuned in and so easy. And yeah. it runs so smoothly that if you were, let's face it, billionaires inherited at this point, but if you were billionaires inherited, would you, would you want to sink millions and millions and millions of your money? And we're talking about a private company here too. Millions and millions and millions of your, of your wealth into tooling up for some lever action revolver, 1911, some other design that, Let's face it. There's tons and tons of pretty much everything in the market already, right? Yeah. Um, and I just don't know if that's a financial move. Not not to say that they wouldn't want to do it, right? But I just I don't know from a spending the money when you're talking about heirs of a billionaire. I don't know that that I don't know that they would be willing to go that route because right now it's a weld oil machine basically, right? That just cranks out cash for them. And it's it's automated. Nobody's messing with an AR. It's like Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you guys, this question: AR, you're talking about that one that was imported. No, it wasn't was imported. Uh, the designs of the uh, of the AR that are being used over in Europe for, I think, some different military stuff. It's not. It hasn't come to America yet. But the design was leaked about a year oh. or so ago. Because I remember something got leaked from like an imported 
like Crump was doing the uh, freedom of information on the import stuff. And then they, yeah. there was like a picture of an AR Glock in there. But if it's just, I was thinking if it's just from that, then that could just be a company wants to import something to play with it. That doesn't mean they're making it or thinking about it seriously. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not even sure if they're currently producing those rifles. Uh, I don't know if this was a design that's going to, that was commissioned for a military or whatever. Um, but it's not as from my, from my knowledge, which is limited, uh, they're not here yet. They just the, the the design was leaked. From my understanding, it was for a contract over in Europe somewhere. I might be wrong about that. John, you know more about it? They they submitted uh, an AR last year, and that's where the leak came out for the British SAS trials. Okay, there you go. Okay, so that's what it was. So it came out different, the, or is it just brand like a normal AR branded law? It was uh, it was their branded. It was a standard ar with some an fde with some rails and furniture on it uh, that's a good that's a good thing that that she brought up is like do we know if they even made that or if they had somebody else make that and just put their name on it because we know that's happened before this is true right? too and yep. then the other and then the other side of that too is okay i'm I, again i'm a billionaire right i got a finely tuned running company and everything else, it's a cash factory. So part of that being a cash factory, obviously, is military law enforcement sales, right, around the globe. So to appease Let's be honest, the Brits, for most companies, that's the, the big Brits, Like the, 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 the commercial yeah. landscape is, yeah. is crumbs compared to the contract. So, so follow me on this, right? So I need yeah. to appease the Brits because I want them to use my handguns, right? So in order to help appease the Brits and keep on at the forefront of their mind, we're going to continue contract. to use the 19 and the 17. We're going to yeah. contract. We're going to con exactly. We're going to contract with this company over here to build a Glock AR to submit to the trials so that Glock is still in the mix. We don't really expect them to use it or take it over or win a contract, but it keeps our name in the conversation there, right? With the higher ups. That's so valid. Make those decisions, they, right? they did patent it. They patented the, the Glock AR and a, uh, another gun last year. The patents got leaked last year. I would hope they would do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What if they want to make handguards and grips and stocks, though? They already make plastic. So if they wanted to start making their stuff, Absolutely. their designs and their plastic, they'd, mm -hmm. they'd want to have a chassis to put it on. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, real yeah. quick out there. Uh, great question, Jacob. I love Jacob. He's a young man. Um, been watching the show for a long time. Get, you know, and, uh, he always brings great questions. Uh, can you shoot five, five, six and a two, two, three other way around? So this is a great point for people out there that might be listening. I'd be new to ARs. If, if the rifle for some reason, for some reason, says chambered only in 223 Remington, don't try to shoot the 556 through it. If it says chambered in 556, you can shoot a 223 in that. What you're probably looking for, which most of them are now are going to say 223 wild or 556. If either one of those two are the chamber, then you can shoot either one. The only thing that you can't do is shoot the 556 through the 223. Uh, you can, but I wouldn't suggest it. Um, potential pressure. The, the potential yes. is higher for a catastrophic failure. Yes, for for catastrophic failure, it can be done. Um, yeah, 
Like I know people that shoot the whole conversation we had with 10 millimeter earlier. I know people that shoot 40 in an unmodified Glock 20, which is 10 millimeter. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will work because I've done it too. But at that point, you're not head spaced properly. And what about shooting 380 through nine? It's going to, the case is different. So it's, yeah. Well, I know it's people will try to shoot it. It's going to bulge. I've, I've seen people shoot uh, three, 380 through a Makarov. Yeah. I've seen people shoot 380 through a Makarov, 9mm Makarov before. Um, yeah. What you get, the issue you get, though, back with the Glock 20, what you get with that, though, is you're relying on the extractor to headspace because the car, the case is not long enough, right, to headspace. Yeah. So if you have an extractor fail, you're going to have a catastrophic issue potentially. And so that's all That's all the deal is with that is you increase the risk. It's not that, that – it, it, it's not that What's it won't fit or whatever. From, from it's, it's, uh, you're also yeah. shaving lead in the door, and it's not fitting in the chamber right. So, or at least mm -hmm. potentially shaving lead into your shaving. Yeah, shaving. Yeah, but, so yeah. you're just making that gun filthy. I would. And keep in mind, there was some talk out there about grands, and I've seen this with M14s and some other stuff. Um, we're talking older Millsharp, especially. Um, it's are you talking like it's six grands? Or are you talking? No, I'm talking about the 308. I was getting there. okay because I saw some discussion earlier about the Ot Six, and I didn't know if that what they were talking about. I wasn't paying. What we're talking about so. here, which is NATO will run commercial essentially. Okay, yes, about, yes. Right? With five, five, You're six, talking about like the 51s running uh, 308s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So be very, very mindful and careful trying to run a 7.6251, which is 308 NATO, in a 308 Winchester. Be, be mindful of that, or, or let me flip flip that around. Be so opposite direction. Be careful running Winchester three hundred eight Winchester and a seven six two fifty one NATO. You can run to say you can run the fifty one through a three hundred eight. It's opposite. It's opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's opposite from what the five five six two two three right. is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can run a seven six two by fifty one and three hundred eight all day long. Don't really want to run the three hundred eight through the the fifty one chamber. So. Uh, most of once again, once again, it's not going to blow up in your face the first shot. Probably, probably, probably. <laughs> that's, and that's the issue. That's right. That's the issue. Probably, yeah, probably. Like, eh, it's not probably. It's not good enough for me. Not when I've you know got a controlled explosion in front of my face. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, great questions, guys. Thanks for uh, doing that. We're going to talk a little shot show before we get out of here. Um, Gee, you've been going for what is that your nineteenth or twentieth shot show coming up? This is like like my sixth or seventh or whatever. Um, and I, we've had this discussion for many many times. When I ask you the question that I asked Clover and, and John earlier, there's a lot of reasons why we go to shot, and there's a lot of reasons why people love shot. A lot of reasons people hate shot. Whatever. What if anything do you look most forward to for going to shot? Um, I forget the numbers now, but it's something like, is it 50,000 people show up? So you essentially got all the manufacturers and then you got mo a good chunk of the gun shops. I can't say you got all the gun shops, but you got a really good chunk of the gun shops. You have a good sampling of the ranges and then everybody else like gunsmiths and people who run museums and all the archivists and everybody else who's in the industry, you know, there, then you get the, uh, hunting and outdoor side of it. So boots and belts and helmets and the law enforcement side and then mm -hmm. there's 2500 media 
And yeah, for 19 years, watching them get together, that's what I like. I like seeing how it's changed and what's different and how it adapts. And then, I don't know, since 15 or 14, watching an audience, their reactions to it. Not that I watch all the audiences out there, but that sure. is another factor to it since now it's shared way more than it ever was before or you know, has been for a number of years. Um, people are... You know, gets like you just said. Some people get sick of it. Well, that's they don't get sick of Shot Show. They've never been to Shot Show. They get sick of the coverage of Shot Show. Of the coverage. And they get sick of the people who are covering it or something. So that isn't the same every year. That comes and goes. Like the people that covered it in two thousand and nine are still there, but they're tiny compared to the people that were there in like fourteen, and they're not even there anymore. The people that were huge right. in fourteen, I don't even think they go to Shot Show anymore. And now the people that were huge and I don't know. Do you remember who was huge in 17? Because they're probably not even going anymore. So the, the what do you call it? Like the perception of SHOT Show is still in flux. So I, I enjoy that part of it to see yeah. where it's at. And then since maybe 18 or something, you know, I've had a focus on trying to either get more or at least be aware of and focus on the Second Amendment uh, part of it, you know, as opposed sure. to the, just the gun side of it, like watch the people who do advocacy and real important stuff uh, there when there's that apathy, when nobody cares about them because they're not necessary and it's not mm -hmm. important for them to you know, have messages or something when we don't need them. That's when it's interesting to see who else there and what, you know, what kind of reaction they get, try to give them as much attention as possible. Yeah. Um, and then watching yeah. the kids and watching all y'all, like watching the people who I know. It's awesome. It's neat. Watch people. Come yeah, I, I tell you, and, and, and it's one of those things where every year, uh, for me, uh, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Um, uh, real quick, Jacob. Yeah, we're going to bring uh, not for this year because there is no way. Even when I mentioned a couple of months ago, it was too late. I will be uh, allowing someone to go to shot with me next year, and, and yes, I will do a, an update on that as well before we go. Uh, anyways, uh, take care, Mark. Appreciate you, brother. Good questions. Good, good, uh, good chat out there. Good job. Um, every year, I have specific goals of what I'm looking for, or whatever that is, and those are specific to me and my projects and and everything um, that I that I had to do that I have planned for that year. Um, I'll tell you one thing that I love, and, and, and last year was a, was a perfect example of seeing Chris from the 740. I know we bring him up and we brag on him a lot, but uh, he's he's earned every bit that we brag on him for. He didn't even really decide to go until like middle of November of last year. We kind of talked him into it, and several of us like basically shamed him into going to shot. Not only did he get everything done to get accepted into shot. He shows up to shot and just absolutely destroys it. Like just keeps his head down, works his tail off and just blows shot out of the water. And that's the kind of stuff that, that keeps me going is knowing that every year there's someone that's going to go, that's going to experience shot for the first time. And, and luckily Clover was been like the last four or five years there's been someone that we know that it's their first time going to shot. And yeah. some have had great experiences. Some have had less than good experiences. It's what you put into it. But every year I enjoy talking with the new people at shot and seeing 
what I thought the first time I went to shot that first year versus what how their experiences are. And I can't imagine, G, going through like 19 years of seeing different people. Um, you know, Clover, I know we were talking about the other night, uh, seeing people going to shot for the first time. Um, that kind of gets me going, you know. Um, mm, we've yeah. talked about what we're looking forward well, to. But, oh, go ahead. Go assume, ahead go assuming ahead. that they meet the criteria we talked about earlier in the show and they're going and they're putting in the work and the effort, right? We've also seen – no, 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 I get it. But that's what hypes me up is the people like She Fires or Chris from the 740 or maybe Rogue or maybe – you know, somebody like that, right? Yeah. Uh, and their first time, that that really, I could feed off of that energy, right? Um, but, and I'm not going to mention any names, but we've, we've had new creators that we've seen go that just are, they just, I don't know how they could afford to do it because they just yeah. wasted their time, basically. Yeah. No, you know, I, I mean, we've seen that too, and that's kind of a downer. Just like, man, they yeah. just wasted so much potential. Well, they just wasted an opportunity more than anything else. Right. And, and well, they don't know what course. opportunities they missed. Well, that's, that's for sure. Too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sykes out there says, not that I've ever been to SHOT Show, but watching the videos from over the years from SHOT, to me it seems like the show is about who or what is the current cover model for that current year. So to a certain extent, it, that is it because this is an industry show. For the most part, this is where a lot of the year's models coming down the line for these companies are released and they're shown to um, the buyers and the writers and the media and, and, and the law enforcement, anyone else that could be using them. That said, that's you what the also understand. That's what I'm saying. You're probably watching the wrong channels. I'm, I'm not saying in a bad way. A lot of people that go to shot are all going to go to the same Ruger, Smith & Wesson, Glock, HK, SIG, blah, 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 blah. And or that new product. The same and stuff. Just all the stuff that's new. Here's all the new stuff. Yeah. Or the 90% of it ain't new. 90% exactly. of it is the rest of the stuff. Or it's and, and new and it's fancy or hot. Right. And, and that's the problem is the vast majority of the media are covering the same shit. So you're watching the same shit. If you if you watch, I'm not saying to watch mine or Clover's or whatever, but if you watch like some of our crew, we'll at least I will spend about 75% of my time in the dungeon where the companies are down there that have literally put everything that they have into being at SHOT Show hoping they have a good week because if not, they won't be a company anymore. So the vibe is there. The 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 they've got to make that deal that they're 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 happy about their product. They're they're confident about their product and they're just hoping that someone finds it well guess what that's where i want to be i'm not going to sig i'm not going to hk i'm not going to glock i'm not doing reviews in those companies why because everyone else is doing those try to find channels that are, are looking at some innovative stuff some stuff from companies you've never heard i think if you find the right channels i think you'd be amazed at some of the cool ass shit that are at shot show but yeah if you're just watching channels that are going to go to the same booths and it is going to look like and if you look at basically hunters, a, a, a beauty pageant you know you look at hunters they're going to be worried about bipods and optics and triggers yep. and stuff and if you look at cops they're going to be looking at this and that and the other thing and if you look at uh i don't know something else ccw person they're going to look for this an instructor might look for something else right they're all going to have their what's new what their focus yeah. is it's 
so it's a standard recipe for shot show coverage i think is that people go and they it's the newest latest greatest thing right oh i'm gonna go right. booth review and this this and that and the other well the mentality for that is understandable because what do people constantly google or look for the newest latest greatest whatever it is right all the people that are plugged into the community are always curious about that so therefore if you get that piece of content on the internet the yep. odds of somebody finding that your channel growing you making money off of whatever the case may be right is better so there's there's a reason that's kind of the recipe or whatever um i know that if you see that with me it's by happenstance um because i don't approach and ghost you're sort of this way too we don't really approach it from a i'm going to shot to do booth reviews and get content Ooh, standpoint it's i'm no. going to shot to make those connections and do what i got to do to set up the entire year right yeah. and along that way i'm gonna see stuff that's cool probably in the dungeon right and yeah. if i see it and it's cool and i think that i'm man i should do a video on this so people know it's out there right it's not the latest greatest thing it's something that i think folks should be interested in. and more importantly that i think is cool right yeah and so i'll say hey i'm going to come back tomorrow y'all want to you know matter if I do, we do a video cool okay let's do that and then we've got our friends in the industry right that ask us to do videos in their booth or whatever and then that's a thing too so a lot of the coverage i guess that we do it differs because we don't play that game really anymore yeah uh jacob says how does someone apply for shot show media passes and what are the minimum requirements to qualify for such that could be a whole show in and of itself uh the best thing you can do man is is get a hold of me um the, the best the, the best thing i can tell you first is if you're going to want to go to shot show as media then turn the camera on and start putting content out there <clears throat> that's pure and simple you can't go as media if you're not doing any media content uh put it this way they can see through the bullshit, right um that said if you're doing media and you're doing content there are ways um, that you can get in even without the the magic number of subs i got in at 500 subs my first year so um that said give me like email me you know call me whatever jacob and i can have that conversation or clover or g webs put it this way anything that i tell you uh there are things that i've learned over the last you know six seven years but the vast majority of of my knowledge of shot came from G webs. Uh, G actually helped me and Clover get into shot our first year when we probably shouldn't have with our numbers, if you want to call it that. Um, got us into oh. Rains Day the first year, walked Rain's us Day through a lot year. of stuff, and Rains Day for sure. But I mean, no, he he gave us some secrets on how to to get approved when. Yeah, but when we, we played, but but we also had some conversations with the folks at nssf too and i, think I understand that but the that original thing like. was is there are certain things that we still tell people to do that are kind of not secrets but just things that most people don't think about as long as we don't tell people where to park that's the biggest thing. this is true this is true <laughs> or 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 there's our, no free parking in vegas anymore so there's no free yeah. parking in vegas uh, or um we won't tell them where the barbecue joint is so oh this is true yeah absolutely can't do that either 
G don't care uh, about that though. No, I don't care if you give that. I'll tell people that for five bucks on PayPal. I'll tell you where it's at. <laughs> that's why we don't. That's why we don't tell you. <laughs> exactly. 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 Uh, hour forty minutes. We really haven't really because we had some great questions, and this is how it goes. This is that's why it's live and it's great. Uh, let's 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 the last next twenty minutes. We'll we'll start talking one more shot show. Um, Can I Ginger? bring up? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, somebody I don't know who said it, but somebody said, "Imagine if they opened shot to the general public." What? No, no. Uh, And I'm going to say this, okay? And it has nothing to do with. It's called NRAM. It's called (laughs) NRAM. But you got what the general public doesn't understand. What I mean, the you guys understand it, but the general public doesn't understand. Is shot show is where companies do. 90% 90% of the buying and the business for the year. The amount of people who came up to our my, the booth when I was at Faxon and were a friend of an FFL or a police officer or whoever who wasted hours of bullshit time trying to get stuff for free or doing something or trying to get a discount when they didn't qualify for it. Just it burnt me out by Thursday. And that, that, the general, I don't, I just don't think the general public should be there. Go to NRAM, go to any of the other public events. Yeah. Shot show is for business, um, not only for marketing teams, but also for sales guys and things like that. Yeah, it wouldn't work for open to the public, it'd be nothing to see for one because they're not there necessarily. They'll show you stuff when we've got a camera in your hand, but that's a relatively new invention. They used to go there with a clipboard in their hand, and a gun shop would come up and go. What if I buy 12 of these? What if I buy 100 of these? What if I buy 10 of these? And then it's all the the uh, distributors figuring out, okay, I'm going to need 1,000 of these. I'm going to need 10,000 of these. It would, wouldn't work. The industry would shut down because that's really where there's only three or four of these industry shows, and this is where most of it happens. So if there was a bunch of people clogging it, it slows the whole, the whole industry down, and it makes a four-day show not long enough, like you're saying. There's been times where, like you're saying, for police, they used to say the procurement can show up and maybe uh, high-end operators who actually use the stuff can show up. But then there's been times where other people could show up. They could have like five people per department and they've cut that back to like, no, and you can have two people per department. We have too many cops just walking around bugging everybody or just standing around or the same thing with gun shops. Like you can bring one or two people, but then it's 250 bucks if you want to bring more people because we don't want just seven people running around from a gun shop. And that's happened. You've seen it, I'm sure. Like oh, yeah. people from one gun shop. It's crazy. Well, Jacob brought up a good point. So it's, it's more companies who are, thanks. I'm guessing Clover did that. Uh, so there's more companies who are trying to bulk purchase in some franchises or business and media coverage, those companies for advertisements. Yes. It, it's, it's a business to business. What most people don't understand. And I guess I'll, I'll peel back the, the layers is a shot show booth to be at shot show just for that real estate a 10 by 10 booth can cost you $30,000. That's before you even put your booth in and then your cost of your booth. So most companies are lucky if they walk away spending anywhere between 30 and $40,000 just on their booth. And then on top of that, you're spending, you know, the flights, the food, the meat, the, the pay for all your staff who are there. It, if you aren't walking away with making your money back a shot, it could make or break you for the rest of the year. Because, well, Unless you're going to buy group shows, but that's a totally different animal. Well, but there's, and there's another uh, similar to the buy group, I guess, thing is 
SHOT Show gives dealers an opportunity as well to go look at things and have conversations with the manufacturers, with the companies on the products that they're going to sell for that year. So, you know, small FFLs may not be able, they're going to have to go through a distributor, right? So the distributors and the manufacturers at SHOT Show cut the deals, right? But then the FFL is able to talk with the manufacturers at shop right. show and decide what they want to call their distributors in order to sell in the shop and, and get their hands it. on those products right. and actually yeah. be able to do all that they would go to range day in the afternoon they get to shoot those products so they right. can figure out what they want to order to I will, sell, right it's business still business absolutely but it's, it's a different angle yeah i will i will say this clover i think with the current way things are set up with more people going direct, the smaller FFLs have more chance of doing business now than they've had in the past. And they're getting better deals if they're not going through their distributor, <clears throat> if they're not set up on like net 30 terms or, you know, most of the time the shot show, we would do 45, you know, 45, 50 points plus net 30 terms. And that's not exact numbers. I'm just throwing that out sure. there, yeah. but, you, you go net 30 terms. So these guys have 30 days from deliver to pay. And this, most of these guys would never get credit with anybody else if they didn't go to shot show. Well, and you're also talking about companies that for the longest time, uh, didn't have that footprint. They weren't selling directly to dealers. They were going through distributors. Why? Because a distributor is going to write a check for half a million dollars for their order. Um, where the, the dealer might send an order for two guns or whatever. But I think that the fact that a lot of these manufacturers and, and, and companies are now going dealer direct, I think that is giving these FFLs a, a fighting chance. Um, because we all know that if you go distributor only, well, those distributors have their favorite gun shops that they work with. And so the rich keep getting richer with the smaller FFL or the, the new FFLs, if you will, that, that no one knows about are getting whatever's left over. So I do like the, the fact that there are companies now going dealer direct. Um, I don't think it's going to take over, but I like the fact that there, there's an opportunity for these FFLs, these dealers to be totally. able to go directly with the manufacturer or the, the importer or whatever. So, so as somebody who is on, you know, the local FFLs paperwork and everything and, and roster, um, and a very small FFL at that, um, it, it's, I've seen so much like hardship with it. I mean, it, yeah. what John's talking about, you're talking about, but let me, let me talk about another angle that is a, it's a business angle, but it, it's it's in the capacity of us as creators. So by us talking to these companies, right, and making the contacts and the networking that we do as creators, mm -hmm. I can't tell you, and that's one of the reasons I'm on the FFL, that they trust me enough and everything else. Plus, I go up there and work. But either way, um, is I've been able to help my local FFL. and. How? And it's in the sense y'all are talking about. I've had companies that my local FFL wants to get a hold of, you know, four or a half a dozen something, right, to get in the shop. But that company only goes through, has a distributor model, and they only go through this one distributor, and my FFL can't get in the door with that freaking distributor. Right. 
So yeah. I make a call to so-and-so media marketing and I say, hey, hey, just hitting you up. I got a question, man. There ain't nothing about a video or media. You know, my FFL, blah, blah, blah. I explain. He says, what's their email? Right. And the next yeah. thing you know, they've cut some kind of deal. I don't know because I don't run the FFL. <laughs> but there's some kind of deal is cut. They Some strings are pulled, right? And my FFL gets product in. Yeah. So, again, yeah. there's... This is where the, 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 I get the business side, but then there's also the networking side, which is beneficial for everybody. Yeah. So Jacob asks, so basically it's more for companies who are trying to bulk purchase for some franchise or business and media covers those companies for advertisements. So the industry, whether people want to consider the media as part of the industry or not, it's all it's 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 all together. It's all under one big circle, right? So shot changes companies. What's that? And it changes, it's not consistent. Oh. Absolutely. But in general speaking, the companies go to SHOT Show, spend sometimes over a million dollars for a week to publicize what's coming down the road for them, right? The buyers, the distributors, the FFLs, the law enforcement, the military people that are there to buy are there to look at what's coming down the road. Do we want to buy this? We want to buy this. There's meetings all over the place. Um all this stuff's happening. The media is there. Why? So we can have fun and, and say we were at SHOT Show? No. It, the, let's understand this. And G can talk to this a little bit more as the evolution of the media because he was there in the groundbreaking of media uh, at, at SHOT Show. That said, I'll, I'll take my, my, my stab at it. I don't know about all that. The media, the media, well, you were there with digital media. You were, you were, okay, with the I don't take credit for it. Okay, there you go. All right, my bad. But the media is there. And when I say media, I talk about, let's, let's just say the digital, the YouTubers, the podcasters, right? Which is kind of what it's evolved into uh, mostly. We're there and we're using them. We're using the companies to get content for our channels. Absolutely. Let's not lie. It's, it's part of what we're there. But they're also using us for basically, if you want to call it free advertising, right? We're there. They're letting us get some content. But on the other hand, that content are basically free commercials for them, right? So we're there to promote these different items for one reason and one reason only. It's so that the consumers or viewers, the consumers out there can see what's coming up do we want to buy this? If we want to buy this, then guess what? You'll go to your local FFL and say, can I get XYZ gun? Well, I don't know. Let me see if I can get one. But there's going to be really no way of you knowing about it. And, and until back in the day, there was print media, but that might have taken months to get the article from SHOT Show out. You know, it might be April before that. You're able to get Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, I guarantee there's already videos on the latest and greatest guns from Shot Show. First day of Shot Show, an hour into it, there's videos out there. And yeah, we'll be streaming from the walking in the door, right? We'll be streaming absolutely from Sunday before type of stuff. Absolutely. So the media plays an important role in this whole thing because we're the voice sometimes of some of these companies that don't have a voice, especially the smaller companies that literally don't have a voice about their products. We're there to help them out. We're here to help the industry out, get the products out to the viewers, which in turn are the consumers. 
that, that decide, do I want to work? Do I want to buy this? And now you work with your FFL and either they go direct to that company or they go through a distributor and all these people are at SHOT Show doing all these deals. Can I? So it all works and meshes together. Go ahead, John. Yeah. I'm going to ask a favor of everybody watching. If you see something, the latest and greatest at SHOT Show, please, for the love of Jesus, do not call your FFL immediately and go, hey, where's the gun? It just dropped. It'll be at least a month or two. Well, it hasn't. They they, it hasn't, they released yeah. it, but it hasn't shipped yet. Yeah. Like they might even have them for six months. So like, give them a week, please, or or, or a little bit. Say, hey, I know this just <laughs> dropped. Can I get an order in? Or do you know this? Just don't ask them if they have it there right when it drops because it's. Most of the time, it's not available until two, three weeks down the road. At least, I would say at least a month. At least a month. Because here's the thing. What people also don't realize is shot shows over on Friday. Well, guess what happens the next week? There's a two-week show up in Pennsylvania called the Great American Outdoor Show. So the same people that are at shot are now going for two more weeks up to Pennsylvania, typically. And we get done with that. That's when the buy group stuff start happening in, in February, March. And you have NRAM in April. And then you have buy group stuff going through the summer. So guess what? These people aren't really at their offices a whole lot and probably until May. Let's just be honest, right? So just because you see a video on something that shot show, like John said, give them an understand that it's a process. Sometimes it's just a soft release of such gun. Hey, we're going to preview this gun. It's going to be out in August. Just want to show it to everybody. So now you can start looking at it. Uh, Jacob, how many months ago was the Altor release? It's all the first guns at my local FFL three months ago. The Altor has been out a couple of years. I'd say four years, three, four years, at least maybe longer. I don't know, but you also uh, got to remember that your FFL is not going to carry everything. And if it's not something that they think is going to sell real hot, it might be something worth asking them for to order or it's. Yep. And like Clover said, some FFLs are, they work with a distributor. And so they're only able to get what their distributor is able to get them, you know? So um, be curious to see what people report from shot about HK. They were originally supposed to release the new SFP 9CC in the fourth quarter of 2023. So here's the thing. Um, let's just be honest. There are a lot of things happening in the backside of the ATF, Department of State, uh, and all of that with imports and all of that. We can tell you from firsthand knowledge there was a gun that was supposed to be released at a certain time, and it was six months later. Multiple. Okay. Multiples. That's happening a lot. So uh, a lot of this, I'll say this, and I, I don't know the whole thing about HK. It could be their own fault. I don't know. But I'm going to hold judgment because I know that there's been so many companies that haven't been able to get their stuff in that they were thought they were, and it wasn't their fault. It was our beautiful government's fault. So I, I don't, I would not say if it's going to be HK or whatever, I would say give them a break and, and give them a chance to see what happens because it might not be anything they're involved with. I talked to uh, a, a good friend today from uh, BRG USA and they're supposed to have their gen twos out months and months and months ago. Mm. And it's crazy. The crap that they're trying to go through just to get stuff in country right now. So, and even, and even if it's something that's built here, um, there are companies that, 
due to um, the last few years of cough cough and mm -hmm. um, some other things that have had issues and I mean they're not really tooled back up the way they need to be you know the whole Trump slump thing and everything they're just they've experienced issues so yeah. uh, yeah. I've talked to some companies that way that stuff's made here and they, they've run into legit problems we know a company that uh, has got something that probably should have been out by now <laughs> Um, and there's still some fine tuning and some little things because they want Engineers. to put out. Yeah. Yep. And so what you get, uh, and we've run into this too in the past, what you get is overzealous media people with the company, not talking about gun yep. tubers yep. that will leak and release things long before they should have been done. And then, so everybody out there is thinking, Oh, this is supposed to be out second quarter of the year. And then it's two years later because it wasn't really ready to be dropped yeah. or, or blasted out there yet. So you have yeah. that that happens too. Well, let's, let's be honest. HK doesn't care about you. This is true. Too. <laughs> HK doesn't care about you. This is true. Um, <laughs> once again, HK is one of the companies that probably 98% of their business is government contract. So uh, no, I, I, I love HK stuff. So, um, but like I said, no matter what company it is, yes, their Grisson 2311 um, had horrible problems with our government with different things. Um, that none of it was EAA's fault or Grisson's fault. Um, but yeah, that that, that, that's, that goes on. We were talking after cough cough. You have a lot of interesting things happen with freight and shipping. Um, you know, all of those prices go up and now all material acquisition, all material, a gun you thought you might get to make for a hundred dollars and you could sell for $300. Well, guess what? That gun is now worth $300. And now can we sell this gun for five or $600? I don't know, you know, or whatever the, the thing may be. There's a lot of factors that go on into, to firearms and all that. So, uh, give the companies as much of a break as you can and until until you hear that they just said screw you you know we're not coming down with it it's, like, it's interesting. Like, like like PSA in the damn mp5 clone you can be yeah. mad about that <laughs> yeah you can yeah legit be yeah or the uh or the what is it the s2g44 or whatever that was supposed to be Hill and Mac, but finally now PSA because Mac just couldn't make it happen. Kept promising and promising and promising, um, you know. But now I think PSA is aligned with them or some weird I'm, something. I, um, you surprise. know, one of the things, one of the things, and I get this in comments a lot, where and I get it because the vast majority of channels on YouTube know nothing about the industry from which the niche that they operate, right? And yeah. this this directly relates to Shot Show, and one of the other reasons that if you're a gun tuber, you need to make Shot Show, and you need to make shows in general, and you mm -hmm. need to make connections and talk with people in the industry, is because that helps you to understand the industry and how the industry works and all that kind of stuff. Correct. Because what I hate is when you get comments, and you know people they make excuse or they blame this and that or they talk bad about things that if they were inside the industry and as a rank and file viewer they're, they're never going to be inside the industry probably so they're not going to know but then they assume just that the vat you're one of the vast majority of youtubers that don't go to shot that don't key and plug into the industry right and so they try to run a rough shot over what you know and 
that gets frustrating too. So that's one of the reasons to go to, I mean, only, you know what you know, but if you don't go to shot show, you're not going to know it. And you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) This is true. Well, the other thing you guys have to understand is that, yeah, companies will have prototypes at shot show. Yep. But it's because at the last minute or in October, somebody was like, we need something for shot show. We need to launch something new. Yep. It, it's look at the Dan Wesson uh, DWX mm-hmm. that came out shot show 2020. It just yep. shipped last late last La- year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have to understand like most of the time when this new product comes out or they're, they're some of the companies, and this is an old school way of doing business in the gun industry is they will launch something at shot show and go, cool, we got this new product, and see how many people actually want to buy this product. Then they start manufacturing process. Yeah, that's what it's for. It's a, yeah, right to gauge reaction. Absolutely. Now, uh, should we go ahead and do this? You know. Well, and the thing now is, and, and I've had this conversation with uh, multiple companies, and I go, I said, you guys have to understand that it's not the way business is done anymore with the Amazon world, this instant gratification. If you come out with something and people think it's hot and you don't have it on store shelves within two, three weeks, mm-hmm. gone. you're done. Yep. Well, and if you yeah. don't, then somebody else is going to clone it, right? Make something similar and drop it there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, there's no crowdfunding, right? Like you can't go, hey, you know what might be cool is like a lever action nine millimeter or like that AR lever action or one of those kind of guns. Like you either invest a bunch of money and make one of them things, right? And hope that people want to buy it or you go to shot, you make a, you know, you figure out what it might cost to go into production of them and you go, you know, here's a price point. And if you can't get enough orders for them, now you know you can go into production. But if you only get like 17 orders, you know, you just cancel the 17 orders, right? Or you let people know, hey, this is going to go into production if we get a thousand orders or something, right? There you I go. And, and, and the companies will do that. Say, hey, we're thinking about doing this, but we're we're, we're not going to do a run if we can't sell 250 of them pre-sold. Yeah. So once we hit 250 pre-sold, boom, they're coming. That might take six months. That might take a year to get 250 pre-sold. I know of, that does I, know of, I know of two or three companies that are that way. I know of two or three companies at least uh, that are going into SHOT Show this year that have in between three and five of their guns, like period, like that's it. Yeah. They're, they're literally sure. taking to SHOT everything they have yep. um, in hopes of, you know, sparking some interest, getting some orders, and then being able to actually crank out, go into production and crank stuff out. So it well, is a thing. You got all we've been blessed. I remember was it shot show? Oh, we're, we're, we're incredibly yeah. lucky to do what we yeah. do. Let's just be honest about it. But I remember shot show 22. I was in a booth in a back room in a meeting, and somebody pulled out a nine mil lever gun. We know who that was. And they were like, this is a prototype, and we're playing with it. I'm like, this is dope. This is cool. And then, what was it, nine, ten months months later, they they showed up with it. You were like, or no, it was a year later. They were like, yeah, here it is. Yep, it was at range day last year. And, you know, it's here. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all sorts of things that that, that companies do. I don't think the nine millimeter was at range day, was it? The leopard nine millimeter. I thought it was just a shot. 
It was. Uh, it was it wasn't day. at. It wasn't at range day twenty two. I think it was range day twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. This oh, past. Right. Okay. Yeah. This past one. Yeah. Because I know people that shot it. I think Snob and them. I think Clover didn't you shoot the? I think you shot it, didn't you? They didn't have the lever action. They didn't Maybe have the lever action. I don't remember what company was that. Like a, You're talking about the company out of Arizona, right? I don't know if we want to mention names. We can we can say a POF. Okay. I don't think so because I'm pretty sure I walked into their booth and they had it on the wall. I'm pretty sure at range day they said it wasn't there. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was there. I didn't shoot it anyway. It was a lever action AR, and I think that was at range day. That was yeah. The lever action bond. Bond, bond arms. arms yeah, too. yeah. And then the there was another action. thing that was an AR, something like a different kind of AR. But yeah. yeah. I th I thought that the lever action nine was at range day because I thought like you and Snob were talking about it, like you shot it. So one of them, okay, and I may have them confused. And it may not have been POF. It might have been another one. Between the AR, between the AR and the and the, uh, well, they're both kind of that way. But between the POF and the Bond Arms, one of them was not at range day. I will say that, yeah. and I, like I don't remember which one, but I do remember one was not at range day because I was disappointed. So I don't you. think POF does range day. I could yeah. be wrong on that. I don't that think POF because I didn't. No, if they do, I don't remember them being at range day. Are yeah. you sure? Are you sure, Ghost? Me and Snob. You sure we weren't talking about the Henry, the semi-auto Henry nine millimeter? I mean, it might have been, but for some reason, I thought it might have been. I remember you and Snob were excited about because or, both or of you were trying to get shot. me to go shoot it, and I was like, "Eh, not interested." Was it that, or was it the single shot? That single shot AR. It could have where been the scene. Where you shot. had to drop the bolt. Remember, you had to drop the bolt. Every no, I shot. shot that. No, I shot that. I Did shot you? that. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I re I just remember there's something about. I thought it was a nine millimeter lever action that you and Snow were both trying to get me because you both were like excited about it. But maybe I was thinking of something else. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. If it was more than yesterday, I don't remember. So yeah, it's all good. Uh, a little over two hours, we're going to uh, kind of start cleaning the house. So we got the next couple of weeks, we're going to start talking shot as well. Uh, John, I want to give you a couple minutes. So I want to give you a couple minutes for 2A, uh, talk about GOA stuff, and also if you want to talk about fully loaded reviews as well, go ahead. So GOA side, we're fighting. We just came back from our, our Christmas break, so we're fighting st the stuff in California right now uh, really hard with our sister organization, Gun Owners of California. So we're working on that. Um, should have, I know we talked to the lawyer today. So oh, yeah. Should have some announcements. And I'm hoping by end of week, beginning of next, we'll have the press release out on the the cool thing in August. Uh, nice. So nice. the lawyers are just finishing up their lawyery thing. Uh, we'd launch for fully loaded reviews. We just launched our first or second video. Uh, which is on the Mossberg MC2C. Um, so if you're if you're not sub, go over to F Fully Loaded Reviews. Go check us out. Uh, it's Kurt and I uh, doing our thing. Yes, we uh, we know we the audio is not up to our par, but we're still working on that. So we should have mics here shortly to uh, get that fixed. Mm -hmm. But the first six or seven videos are going to be like that because we filmed in batches. So. But yeah, there's the link for everybody. Yeah. 
Uh, Sykes wants to know if you've heard anything about ATO starting stuff up with the braces again. They can try. We've got the injunctions. They're trying to fight the injunctions right now. As far as I know, I can't talk about active court cases because I know that's active and they're trying, but they will, they'll try. We'll, we'll see. Um, Historically Tuesday of shot show, we will see (laughs) a new rule dropped. So we'll be prepared. The way, the way I understand it, and I don't work for GOA because I can, so I can say this, John can nod or maybe or something, but the way I understand it is that right now, (laughs) right now, right, right now, everything got shot down because of procedural, basically issues. It's not the court. The case was not, we didn't win or get the injunction or whatever based off of a two A argument. And so that kind of leaves the door open. Well, that's the way I understand it. So, nod, John. Is that the way? Is that an accurate assessment of where it stands? I cannot confirm nor deny that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know they're they're gonna try a number of things. We'll see what happens. Somebody mentioned well, they'll that never give up. We know yeah. that. So we're. I know, and somebody just uh, Jacob said, "What's the current saying of bump stocks?" Uh, <laughs> can't talk about it it's there's a federal we have a case going to the supreme court going to the supreme court we have a case another case going to the supreme court which is great so that's all i can really say on it i can't really deep dive in so and weston thank you for uh watching and everything i'm I'm glad you like it weston also loves the old nut and fancy and probably suit stuff too so you know you leave my 20 minute videos alone. <laughs> hey, 20 minutes is a lot better than 37. At least you cut them in half. Good exactly. lord. Exactly. Uh, well, you're feeling better, buddy. We'll see you in a couple of weeks and, uh, and all that. Uh, G, what kind of projects you got going on? Do you, do you have a set project that you're working on for this year at Shot, or are you going to kind of get there and see how it flows? That's a good question. I've been in flux with it, so I haven't decided exactly what to do yet. But okay. uh, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff I normally do, so it'll be something yeah. in addition to that, I suppose. Yeah, if you guys, uh, this morning, I was in and out. I was at work. I was in and out throughout the day. Uh, but you went for a couple, three hours this morning on, on your channel about SHOT Show. Uh, more for creators but even if you're not a creator, even if you're thinking about becoming a creator and you're thinking about maybe next year I want to go to SHOT, um, go check out G-Web's channel. And, and, and Tuesday mornings at 10 or 11, um, he, he does like a creator thing. And right now, obviously, he's going over SHOT show stuff. So a uh, really good one. When I was in there this morning, it was it was really, really good. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. And I'll see you in a couple weeks as well. Yeah, thanks for the link. Yeah, let, um, next week I'm going to do bring your questions, so uh, we okay, can cool. ask specific stuff for people. Now is, is that ten o'clock or eleven o'clock Central Time? Ugh, I don't know. I set it up for eleven, I guess today. So it was eleven o'clock Central today, which would be ten o'clock your time, correct? Oh, okay. Is that what I said? Can I okay, dropped so I must have set it up for Oh 10. yeah, sure, I can do that. It's good Probably website. Set it up for ten, and then looked at it at eleven or something. I I, I mixed it up, so I don't really know. I usually yeah, put G's channel out there. It's gun websites. The OG. The yep, original gangsta gun channel. Uh, for sure. Uh, there you go. 
Uh, Clove, what you got going on? Anything particular? No, nah, I ain't doing nothing, man. All I'm right. Done. I'm done. Yeah, I get no it. No more. We're not putting out no more content. So don't bother subscribing. Trying if to you watch. want to see content from Clover, go to Amazon. Well, that's true. A little bit anyway. I'm not as proficient at it as G-Webs is, but uh, <laughs> maybe one day. Uh, no, I'll have a video drop tomorrow. I've got two more. Absolutely got to get it. If you're a channel stuff. member, you can already watch it. Just saying. Ah, I just thought about that. Yeah. If you are a channel member, this is correct. Um, yeah, just um, starting to kind of work on some shot stuff. Uh, you know, we drive, so uh, I've got to get some rear brakes. Or, you know, I don't have to, but just little things that I would feel better if they were done. So got to get right. some rear brakes on the car i've got some uh new windshield wipers i want to get on the car i'm kind of worried it's a kind of a it has kind of been a little bit of a of a wet winter and i'm kind of uh wondering how the uh freezing type weather and stuff like that as we get closer to shot with us driving so i've been watching the weather and future weather reports and things like that trying to get a, an idea in the field but well, especially when you go through amarillo and flagstaff i guarantee it's going to be some winter stuff there happening yeah yeah we uh i don't remember what year it was but we missed a, a you know when you're from texas you call it a blizzard i'm sure it wasn't that bad but we missed a blizzard <laughs> yeah, the people in Minnesota are laughing at you right now man probably. it hit it blew through amarillo about maybe a half hour 45 minutes before we got there thankfully the snow plows had done done their job you know what i mean by the time yeah. we got there yeah. um but um you know it, it it so we we gauged it just about right was able to to miss it but uh you know things like that do do happen and i mean you want your vehicle in, in tip-top shape and then you know what things do we need to bring and you know clothes and getting all that lined out and figured out and uh it's a lot to do a lot to do I understand. I understand. Uh, yeah, for us, yeah, we're getting ready for a shot. Um, starting the old vitamin regimen and, and all that stuff. Um, it, it's 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 one of those things where you know there's anywhere from fifty to seventy five thousand people going to be there uh, from all over the world, and um, you got to prepare for that. You got to prepare for walking anywhere from ten to thirteen miles a day. Uh, get prepared for that, you know, staying hydrated, getting enough carbs and protein in you to carb up. It sounds bad, but sometimes you got to carb up, get a protein up before it and, and just make sure that your muscles and your body's ready to go. It sounds weird, but it is, it is what it is. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody at shot next week. We'll be talking a little bit more in depth about different things about shot, about maybe, uh, what we're looking to do. So the projects that we're planning on having, can I give it a preview for the viewers out there, uh, Sykes said he just subbed a G into Ginger. There you go. Appreciate you, bud. Um, more importantly, guys, yeah, uh, get to the range. Be more proficient with your firearms. Stay in tune with all of the two-way legislation, whether it's local, state, or federal. If your elected representatives aren't doing what they're doing, then uh, they're supposed to be doing, then guess what? 2024 is an election year. You can make that change. So. Hold them accountable for what you feel are your ideals and make sure that they're they're doing what they need to do. More importantly, guys, enjoy your freedoms of being American, one of which is to keep them bare arms. We'll see you next week. Simplify. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical, if you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of, of the firearm community. Go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores, and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplified.